This is Nish and Alex, and you're listening to the Brutal Delicious podcast with The Offering. Yeah, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. What's up, Bruce? Hey, how are you, my friend? How you doing? How you doing, Nish? Where are you guys located? What's up, dude? Uh, I'm, oh, in, I'm, I'm in Oregon. <laughs> He's in Portland. I'm in San Francisco. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. So you're not too far from each other. I'm over in Richmond. So it's early there, right? Uh, I mean, early for metalheads. I yeah, think. I think yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we can just jump right in if you want, and we'll see where we end up going. Um, new sophomore record, Seeing the Elephant, is out. Now that it's uh, complete and, and finished, how do you feel about it? And are you satisfied with the outcome? I I'm happy with it. <laughs> Ali, you got anything? Yeah, I mean, um, I I'm super proud of the album. I mean, it is it feels like it was an achievement. Um, we definitely tried to one up our production and one up our songwriting and tried to make the uh, the music a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, super stoked that we made it. Can't wait to make the next one. Was this written during the pandemic or or after? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I think, uh, Ghost Mother was written. I think literally like three months after our after we released Home, which is about three months before the pandemic. So it was like late 2019, 2020, We really picked up gears. I want to say halfway through the year of the pandemic, so like maybe summer twenty twenty is when we really started dialing it in and saying, "All right, we're we're on to the next one." Right. There was a moment where we were just like holding out, like. You know, are, are are there tours happening in in this year? And then eventually, we're like, ah, screw it, let's go straight to a, right the next album here. I feel like a lot of people I talked to were able to take advantage of that downtime to really hone their craft and you know make the record that they've always wanted to make because there was nothing else to do, right? Yeah, I think it was cool about this one in its own way. I mean, like, like every album is going to be different just based on circumstance, but this one was kind of cool because it felt like it was very like it it was pieced together. There was there was less of this part's boring, so we'll just jam it out in a jam room and make it cool. Right. Like we, we weren't really able to do that. So it was more like, all right, like is the core idea great? And there was a lot of times where Al and I would sit down together and we'd be like, I have this cool he'd be like, I have this cool vocal idea, like how do we fit this in? And we'll like break the whole song structure apart because we're like, Okay, like we can't cover this up with a jammy part. We have to like make sure this this melody right. or this this thing is suited for the part. So that was cool. Did you guys, since you're on the same coast at least, did you guys get into the same room to write together like the old school way or is it more like emailing stuff back and forth like everyone's doing now? A little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, kind of both. I mean, Nish was really led the production. I mean, did all the production on the album. Uh, And so, you know, like Nish had to do, there was a lot of, I would say, communication through like phone calls and emails and stuff but nish did manage to make it to every single person's house or in the studio for the drums at least um to at least sit in the room with us at least once yeah there was a lot of alex would fly in actually you drove down a few times from portland when uh they weren't flying and it was one of those things where it's like all right well we got three days and we don't know what the next three days are going to be so we just like did nothing but drink coffee and work for like right <laughs> literally like four or five days straight sometimes 
when we did have the time to do it, which is actually really fun looking back on it. Okay. So is there something you want your fans to take away from after listening to uh, seeing the elephant or even more specifically my heroine? Is there a message or a takeaway? Well, specifically for heroin, it was really just a, um, it's really just a love tragedy, right? Of just dependency and, you know, uh, themes of suicide, which I know in the heavy metal community is pretty intense. Um, overall for the album, I think the theme is pretty political, which is also a taboo within the metal community. Um, we were just writing within the 2020 political culture war mm -hmm. and so it was hard to avoid those i would say it's not it wasn't hard to avoid but it was it felt like it needed to be talked about just to document the time that was going on particularly the um i live in portland oregon so for us it was a hundred days of protests right so it was as easy so it was super easy to find inspiration for lyric content you know right so do you ever think about, and I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but do you ever think like, I mean, we're in a culture now where you can't really say anything or you have to like be careful about stepping on people's toes. Are you concerned about that when you're writing or you just say, fuck it. And this is it. Dude, fuck it. Uh, this is, I, people are forgetting that metal is a, is a genre of rebellion. Yes. And it's also a genre of loud voices. Um, I just so happened to be a writer who has a really big platform. So what I'm saying gets amplified, but within the like hardcore scenes or uh, the underground scenes, I mean, none of the words or themes that I'm singing about is taboo at all. Right. Yeah. Do you ever feel a sense of responsibility with your plot, given your platform? Yes. It gives me significant anxiety. Does it really? <laughs> yes. I understand, see, um, when you have interaction with people who admire your work, you realize that the words you say have um, a lot of influence. Right. Right. So I, ch I choose my words correct. Oh, I don't want to say correctly because I'm wrong a lot of the time. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I definitely choose my words wisely because I know it will affect people. And so usually if I'm saying something that will offend someone, I'm doing it on purpose. Right. How much thought goes into it, though? Do you actually sit there and say, ah, I'm straddling the line. I shouldn't say that or it's too uh, it's too vulnerable or it's too offensive or it's too whatever. Honestly, I tried to get to that line. I would I I felt like it was important to see where the lines were and how far the record label would allow us to go. Mm -hmm. And I I managed to take it right to the censorship line. So I just want to say I think he did an awesome job because <laughs> I've had so many people who have come up to me and talk about how I can't believe your singer said something this offensive. And it's like coming from the same person who'd be like, these millennials and zoomers are so soft these days they can't even go to a comedy show without taking some criticism or whatever and it's like right. i i yeah. loved the irony that he put into that it was it was great and what i'm really finding that's really interesting is that um uh well never mind you can you keep going with it <laughs> hey hey he's keep not going. he's not pumping ftx or anything you know what i mean like he's he's not <laughs> no 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 you, could, you know what i mean 
No, I, I totally get it, and I didn't mean to, uh, to to push too much. I'm just curious because I 100% agree with you. Metal has always been the rebellious or challenging the status quo, and nowadays anything is offensive or taboo. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's weird. Anyway, getting back to uh, getting back to the offering, I was reading the bio or the, uh, the thing Nikki sent over, and I need to know about – the church setup and how you guys pulled that off. (laughs) 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 Um, So basically um, we've been, you know, I've been getting slapped in the face a lot for um, by, by both friends label and, and the band themselves just for, you should be doing more playthrough videos. Um, And Alex and I have, have gone on rants all the time about like, there's something about taking the mystique away of, of these playthrough videos where it's just like, you know, you're just in your room playing a song. Right. You know, so for me, I'm always on the team of like, well, if you're going to go make a video, like, wall out, you know what I mean? Like, make something really cool with it. And so um, I thought the reaction to Alex's shirt on the music video for Wasp was was really funny, honestly, because I, I just did not think I thought that the reaction would be something completely different. But it kind of shocked me to see so many people that were like defending religion in a really kind of weird way. And I'm sure Al, Al can chime in on how kind of that was. Um, and I thought, okay, well, you know, if this song is so, if, if people are really sensitive about religion, why not do the playthrough in a church? And so, a couple of my friends and I, we, we like called a bunch of churches in the area, and like I think fourteen <laughs> said no. Mm-hmm. And I, I even called the one that did the birds, like that 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 movie. Oh, really? And and they said no. They were like, you know, like we have you know a legal process and won't let us see this. Okay, whatever. And then I found this one church that had this really enthusiastic guy that ran it. Um, it was it was kind of one of those like First United kind of churches. It wasn't actually like a First United or whatever, but the guy was just like, "Yeah, I love music. Like you're playing guitar." And like, he found that I went to a Christian high school, um, and he knew the Christian high school that I went to, and that kind of like you know made him feel really comfortable with it. Right. And then <laughs> we show up, and he, he hasn't heard of the band. And, you know, he's like, so what, what do you guys like? What have you played? And then my friends are just like, oh, yeah, he's, he's played in body count. Like they just refuse to mention the offering. Like because the first thing he's going to see is obviously the thumbnail of Alex with a God isn't real shirt on the right. lost thumbnail. And, you know, he's like, oh, OK, cool. So we start playing and I see like in the back pew, he's like looking at his phone and you can see he's like getting way less enthusiastic as he's like diving deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like did one play one or two playthroughs. And I was like, we got to go. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> like it was just it got so, so stiff by the end of the night. And I my conscience is definitely weighed a little bit on that one. I might not do that ever again. He was a nice guy. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, at least he let you finish though, right? He did. I mean, I, I was, I was, it was just him and me and a bunch of my friends. So like I, I, my friends aren't that intimidating, but like it's a group. And so it's like, obviously you probably felt sensitive about like getting up and we're playing metal and it's like drop to like drop Z and right. shit. And so, you know, whatever, but <laughs> that's um that's the beauty of it you know i mean that's you know al has a cool idea and then we just start running with it and that stuff like that starts happening it's great. Mm-hmm. oh that was your idea al? well definitely the uh god isn't real shirt was definitely my idea nice nish i just really i just ran the, with the t-shirt in the comments. yeah nish, nish really took the, the initiative to go into a church to get it done that's pretty funny <laughs> that's really funny i had to ask about that because uh, i haven't come across that before it's really, I mean, Wasp in general, like both the music video, Alice lyric shirt, 
at the response on Guitar World to that video, I'm just amazed at. I, I'm just amazed at how many pro-religious people there are in metal defending it, and I'm not, you know, like I believe whatever you want to fucking believe as long as you're, you know, fucking up all over or anything. But it's like, I thought metal was. <laughs> it's not that I, I was very well, confused by it i was very confused yeah and you know what i'm not sure if there's there's a numerous amount of them i'm pretty sure they're just a loud community uh i'm sure there would have been significantly more death threats if um they actually read the lyrics rather than just fixate on the shirt you know so it's a kind of the lesser of the two evils i guess and i'm gonna just say something here just for the hell of it like 10 years ago, maybe a little less, I I put together an independent film on this subject about uh, heavy metal Christian bands. And oh. I, I don't have any kind of leanings either way. I was just curious about the the whole thing. And there's quite a few of them. Oh, tons. I, um, I, I, I never mean, realized I went, that at all. I went to a Christian school and like you weren't allowed to wear a band shirt unless they were Christian. And so my workaround was I would just find the most brutal, odd-influenced bands right like i would have like an azalea dying or an august burns red shirt right. with like impending doom and all that stuff right and and they're pretty get around it too, so yeah yeah it was weird it was weird weird exceptions then you find out you know 2014 tim levisus does that interview where he's like we haven't been christian this whole time we were like fake praying with people and you're like oh this is right this is a lot process so, right is it know. though is it though is it really a a a uh uh that really happens so infrequent that you're that surprised people exploiting <laughs> no, religion in order to sell shit. I mean, right. Kind of one of the main tenets, right? That's crazy. Anyway, so what does the offering have uh, planned here for the future or the near future? We got a lot of videos. Um, I think with this current release, the ad- adaptation post pandemic, um, there's going to be more silly. I mean, it's, I don't know if I can one up the church playthrough. I don't know about that, but um, there's going to be a lot more of those. Um, I think Al is working on some Twitch stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just trying to really expand to, you know, I, I, we've seen a lot of bands become fossils in the man in like one or two years. Like the rust has accumulated for a lot of the way I think a lot of older bands have handled the pandemic as far as just the way people consume media nowadays um it's scary in some ways but i i want us to always kind of be ahead of that or at least to you know hold on and, and adapt because um if if we handle this release like we did last album i mean it's it's just not gonna be the same i mean even you probably understand from like the the pr perspective too as well like you had to change the way you operate yes so for us it's about kind of rolling with that kind of punch obviously we're planning some live shows in 2023 so We'll see yeah, I mean, goes. the music business has totally changed. So you're going to, uh, and there's, I guess, two schools. There's there's the school, like, I come from where I still really want the record and the whole physical media and to read the liner notes and listen to it, how you sequence it. But I get that there's people like my kids who are downloading one song at a time and looking for that song every, or that single every six weeks. And yeah. you're going to adapt to that sort of thing, right? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, we definitely, we have extra tracks off of this album that we haven't released yet. Um, I don't know when we're allowed to talk about when they're coming out or not, um, but right. they, you know, th- th- it isn't just these 10 tracks. We have, we have a few more in the tank. And so it's, you know, wh- whether we decide to do with those, um, how many playthrough videos we want to do, um, it, we might even try another music video at some point, who knows, but we just want to make sure that we're, um, I, I feel like I'm with you. 
Uh, I'm sure I know Al is actually for sure. It's like we love opening up a vinyl, looking at that that giant insert, and we're kind of reading through lyrics and just letting it sit front to back. Begin it's like a whole end. ritual, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I've seen some great studies about how the next generation is kind of changing the way we consume media, and then you know we as creators responding differently. And it's I saw Maynard's Rogan quotes on about how you know people are trying to stay relevant, how desperate it. I, I on one hand, I kind of. I'm mixed on that one, but I feel like we're going to try to walk that fine line where we can adapt to uh, compromising how we, you know, want to make that yeah. approach with a front to back. No, I mean, I get it. You have to keep yourself relevant and you have to meet the fans, I guess, where they are. I was just making an observation because I'm old school and, you know, it was a process yeah. saving your paper route money and going to the record store on Tuesday and getting that. Yeah. You know, yeah, getting and there's the also, there's also a fine line between, um, staying true to the metal tradition of like touring and hard copies and then also you know making quote unquote like content for a younger generation who if we do convert into fans will give us longevity as a band because ultimately a lot of the people in metal are somewhat aging and maybe even at the point where they won't be able to support us in 10 years right however you know, so I do see when I go to shows now that people like myself are bringing their kids to the yeah. shows. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. like this thing where, especially in metal, where, you know, you bring, you introduce your kids to it and you bring them to the shows. And so you get that next generation. And I guess you, yeah. you end up with a multi-generational audience then, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. How do you so, feel about uh, Maynard's little, little spiel about bands trying to stay relevant? Because uh, you saw what he said about how, like, you know, bands trying to have, like, TikTok relevancy or trying to appease fans or whatever. Um, well, you can, definitely, you can definitely tell when it's in, in there. Oh, yeah. You know, you can definitely tell when it's outside of, of the craft of the person you're watching, you know? Yeah. But I haven't really looked into what his opinion was. Yeah. Bruce, sound off. I'm sure he caught, caught wind of that. I actually haven't caught wind of it, but I'm assuming based on your conversation there that he's – saying you have to kind of adapt to the oh he was saying the opposite oh he, he was, was. Like, yeah he's saying it, it reeks of desperation you know trying to stay relevant i, like, I disagree up. with that but i also get it i mean i guess you've been yeah. saying fine line it, it sort of is right because yeah. you definitely want your music to get heard and not just be shelved and if the kids yeah. aren't going to buy the record or the cd or even a full download they just want the single then you've got to as a musician i guess you've got to stay relevant yeah, absolutely. And look, like, what's what's the harm in people discovering your music? You know what I mean? Like, we're not <laughs> streaming on Spotify. Like, you're not giving us a tool level paycheck for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. So that's that's kind of the irony of it all. It's like, well, why not spread the message and you know have other people enjoy what you've made? And that's and... true. What you just said too. I mean, he's in a whole different position, right? He's going to sell. I think it's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's like I... you. We don't have 30, 40 people on staff and MTV and all these other mediums pushing for us. Like, we're working, like, our asses off trying to, like, you know, give – we're manually doing it ourselves to, like, extend this experience in a different way. And it's like, dude, like <laughs> – I don't know. I, I do agree, though. Fine line, right? You can't right. – you can't But the just... way you present it is 100% true. You've got to get your stuff out there. And however it is, you've got to meet the consumer where they are. Yeah, and one thing that's interesting now is because of the new medium – um we can hit as many people in one video as we could one tour right right like if we get fifteen thousand plays on one video that's more people than an entire tour 
That's crazy, right? Yeah. Even though it's totally lacking the rock star dream portion of the content, which sucks that I have to call content because ultimately that's what it is. Um, but then at the same point in time, it will lead to larger venues and larger shows. But I think that whole rock star thing is a thing of the past as well, right? With the advance of technology and all this other bullshit, there well, are not very many that, kiss bands. I don't know. Yeah, well, I that's feel true, though. Well, that's, that's, that's not 100% true. Because, I, yeah, I mean, I like, know. you still play, if you, st- like, we were lucky enough to play Vakken in 2019, and it still felt like rock starness, like signing <laughs> free, like, like playing the show, going backstage, having a private chef, and signing 300 <laughs> autographs oh, like right like you still get that but there's a lot more time in the basement if that makes sense yeah you know? i would definitely also say that the definition of we define rock star by what the fans define as rock star you know what i mean like people would say mick jagger is a, is a rock star but today I think Adam Levine's doing the same thing. No one really wants to call him a rock star, right? It's kind of, I think we just define what, what that really is in the first place. And so maybe the next generation's idea of what a rock star is completely different. And that's, that's I mean, okay. sometimes, and even there's concerts in video game lobbies now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. Everything has changed. You were mentioning Twitch. I don't know anything about it, but I hear a lot of people doing stuff on Twitch. Like, uh, Trivia, really big yeah. in Twitch. Yeah. He's like the the top tier of that entire right. channel. I mean, I was watching tutorials last night trying to figure out how, how it all works and kind of doing more research. And he does all the tutorial videos. That's Twitch. crazy. Right. You know? Incredible. Cut off tea and everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it is Orlando house, you know? Right, good for him, man. He's figured it out. And mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. I mean, ultimately, he's funding Trivium to bigger things with that yep. right and you know like I, i've <laughs> we've had discourse over over the years about that medium and how much behind the curtain you peel away and that's all valid discussion for sure i think i think it's just effective i i don't know very many trivium fans today that you know don't how do i put it they, people that like trivium are cool with that kind of thing right, right. so yeah the question player, is as long as you're not disgracing the image of trivium for your fans right Awesome. Yeah, the that's is, fine line again, right? That's what we've been talking about the whole time. Yeah, yeah like, it, does it is it taking away from the, the art portion of the music, you know? And yeah. I think in some cases, uh, people's focus on content is leading towards less quality music. But then at the same point in time, that's not always true. So at what point does it become a sellout then? Or is that not even a thing? Yeah. I think that Dude, you can't sell out. out is when you sit in the room and you're writing a song and you are actively talking about the audience participation over what your intention is. And I think we've been guilty of that, even though we like, I think even basement bands and starting up bands like ourselves back in the day are guilty of that. Like you're trying to craft something that isn't authentic to yourself. And it's like, why why do you fucking care you don't even know if they're going to listen to it like that's that's the irony of it all and so and in the end something like that comes across as insincere right i mean i think listeners can understand that that's not really yeah true to yourselves right yeah i mean it's really funny i i watched the uh the black pink documentary which is hilarious because that's Mm -hmm. this is a mental interview but i remember watching it and in the first few minutes i was like you know, you have this idea, like, they're a pop back, they have to be manufactured. And then by the end of it, you're like, 
oh no these are just like kids that this is all they know when this is you know they, they're with friends and they're just trying to like make it work and it's like that authenticity really showed through even though they're a pop act and right. it's like that's people see through that bullshit i think if they weren't people wouldn't like justin bieber is a great example of someone who people think is a dick because he's right. probably a dick right so right it's, it's yeah I, th- I think you can't underestimate how humans can perceive and see through that bullshit how do we sell out? How can we make a ton of money <laughs> we can sell out? <laughs> Who do I know? I think we'd all love to know, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've got one more question, and then I've got a, a sort of little game that I want to play real quick that does really Ooh. well in, in short. But I like it. What's, what's next for you guys? I mean, I know you said you got a single and some dates coming up. Yeah, we're working on some 2020 spring dates. Um, we've got uh another like i'm pretty much doing a playthrough for every single song on this record so that'll be you're looking at 10 songs right there alex has some really um has a cool idea for one two yeah. as well uh, so i'm putting i'm putting together if i can get it together with my pr team and uh all the other artists involved i'm putting together a bit of a uh uh vocal collab for charity um but other than that i'm not really the one to do playthroughs because it's not very sincere <laughs> are you gonna sneak into any mosques or synagogues this time Whoa, oh we you. can't we can we shouldn't talk about that on the internet alex <laughs> break into the police union building <laughs> you have no idea what i'm planning for roast fire people oh dude i can't wait for that <laughs> anyway so like i said i've got this little uh little game it's about it can be a minute however long but people love shorts and i'm just as guilty as trying to get views. Oh, go for it. Go for it. All I need you to do is tell me what's happening in this picture I'm going to share here in a second and what the next frame would be. All right? Okay. All right. So let me just hit share, and I will edit this out so it's smooth. Cool. But what's happening there? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I'm, uh, God, okay, um. Mushrooms kicked in. I guess. It looks like a dude <laughs> that took some ayahuasca and mushrooms and he found his way on ten o'clock on Adult Swim. <laughs> some Pollock's dick made a cameo on the door of his head. <laughs> Al, what's gonna happen next? I have no idea. Oh man, what's gonna happen next? Um he's gonna stand up and lay back down and go into a kaleidoscope world. That's what I think. All right, let's roll. Let's roll with that one. Let's, let's see what that, that. that happens. So what do you let's think? What, what do you think's in his notebook? A manifesto of something? It's green, well, so it can't be. It can't be political. Middle school journal. Fair enough. No, it looks like. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Is that that's kerosene on his left? Right. I'm assuming. I yeah, guess I guess. Could, I guess it could be a manifesto because he's got gasoline and lighter. Oh, is that like a communist manifesto kind of thing? Is that like what that is, or like a you know an anarchist cookbook kind of thing? You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about, but I don't know. Oh, you don't even know what's gonna happen. Is there like a, there's like a little, little, like a pancake or a steak in the middle of the uh, the Jackson <laughs> Pot? You see what I mean? Like T-bone. See what oh, I'm here. About? I think that's an artist palette. Or like- oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, set the world on fire with your art, or that is beautiful. Oh God. 
some fruity patootie garbage yeah um let's <laughs> before before i say any more dumb shit can we, can we see what happens next <laughs> great well that's all i've got my friends i hope that wasn't too bad no oh there's no next picture <laughs> okay oh no no you want another one i've got 10 of them but that's the one i was using today oh, okay no i thought there was gonna be like a, a next like you guessed it and then you just guessed so oh, who, no, paints, who paints those so I don't know anybody who paints them. My sister is actually a psychiatrist in New York City. Cool. Oh. And in the past, I've done Rorschach, you know, the ink blot stuff. Mm -hmm. I've okay. done stuff like that, and that was kind of popular. And then that got old, so I tried something new, and she said, hey, I've got all these images. So she sent me all these fucked up images. I wonder what it means that I see a photo, and the first thought I think is, man, that guy's definitely on mushrooms. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but some of them are even more fucked up than the, than the next one. It's really interesting. So I just use one like the whole day. I've got nine interviews today. We're just going to use this one all day. And then next month I'll use a, you know, one oh, of the okay. next ones. But it's just interesting and it's fun. And people love to consume those yeah, second yeah. funny videos and, you know, the good trailers anyway. So, or teasers. I could totally see how that would be cool in a, a psychiatric. Awesome. I appreciate your time. Hope that wasn't too bad. No, dude, it was no, super that was fun. Awesome. That was I know fun. we meandered quite a bit, but that's the way I kind of like it. Make it real uh, organic and just see what happens. Oh, dude, yeah, no, no, I, I don't like, we don't like the stiff stuff. Like, we yeah, like the... and you know the truth is, we get a lot, we do a lot of these, like, podcast videos, and a lot of them are not podcast-esque, you know, like, where we essentially just have a conversation rather than just being interviewed. So I really fire appreciate the... Fire-off question. question. Yeah, fire-off question, fire-off question. So, like, thank you for... Uh, oh, yeah, so when it get, when it posts, you'll see that the, you know, the title, How We Bill Them, is a casual conversation with whatever, the offering. And that's kind of how we usually keep, usually I have my partner with me, but she was busy today. She couldn't do it. But yeah, we just try and keep it. I do have a list and I'm prepared, but I like to just see where it goes and maybe not even touch the list. I love that. That was perfect. That was so perfect. thanks for putting up with it. I appreciate it. Dude, nice. Thank nice you. Dude. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Good, Good luck with the record, my friends. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. All right. Be well. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.